Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 65. I'm your host tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have a couple of beans on the line with me. So tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, mate? I'm well. How are you? I'm pretty good. And we also have, returning from a small hiatus, Cracker. Welcome back, mate. Thank you, buddy. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Thank you. Good to be back. <laughs> we've we've missed your lovely voice, and I think you've come back for the perfect podcast where we're going to put your, your voice to the test, as we oh. usually do for certain announcements and things. Look, the it came up in the notes what we were doing this week, and I was like, all right, let's go back. <laughs> Started practicing some scales, warming exactly. up his vocals. Yep, yeah, that's yep. right. sounds good. So, yeah, as always, plenty to talk about in the magic world. There's been a lot of things happening between uh, our last podcast last week and this one, so heaps to talk about. But before we get into that, Chewy, do you want to tell us about our awesome sponsors? I'm always happy to talk about Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, They are our official podcast sponsor. They also sponsor the Magic Beans Tournament Series, which we will touch on a little bit later in this episode. But Josh and Pat's are... A Facebook auction page where you can bid on physical magic cards. They have multiple auctions every night and primo auctions on the weekend. So uh, search them up on Facebook, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. And when you pick up a bargain, make sure you tell them that the beans sent you. Very good. So, yeah, last week's episode, we uh, I think we did a pretty good one last week. We did our sort of our shallow dive, as we called it, into the modern format and... Turns out that was a big old waste of time. Yeah, we, I mean, I really enjoyed it, if that's any consolation. I thought I'm it was glad. a good one. I enjoyed recording it and, you know, it was a, you know, I did listen to it back again. But uh, look, the modern tournament that we went to, just going to say, I went undefeated. <laughs> when you say yes, went to, can you, you elaborate on that for me? Uh, the, I, I had a ticket yeah. that I purchased online. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, and... Um, I had a deck, and you, and you didn't leave with, your house. With a deck yep. list that I submitted online. You, you did some online. testing, <laughs> yep. uh, and I borrowed cards off Polywaffle. Mm-hmm. Uh, I. How many spells did you cast against opponents? Oh, that's just that, that, that's irrelevant. I went undefeated, oh, okay. so <laughs> yeah, okay. you know who's counting. Yeah. So yeah, no, we went into lockdown again. Yeah, so yeah, we didn't yeah, get yeah. to play magic. So, yep. uh, but we come out of it again. So it was a five-day lockdown, and I, I think. Perhaps someone in the state government forgot that it was Valentine's Day over the weekend and put us all into lockdown so they didn't have to buy flowers for their partner. But um, they're just they're just trying to increase the uh, the population again in Victoria. Okay, it's Valentine's Day. Let's lock everybody at home. What else are you gonna do? As somebody who has uh, a baby coming that was conceived during lockdown, uh, can can say that th- th- that does work. This is, we're, we're getting into a different area of magic. Wow, this is this is supposed podcast. to be family friendly here, guys. Uh, Very family right. friendly. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, last week we had uh, <laughs> we had a secret lair drop that uh, we may or may not touch on, but uh, hidden amongst the secret lair drop, wizards decided to stash a little note. Just under the uh, the announcement of, of a very special Uro card that was being uh, released in this secret lair drop to say, just uh, FYI, uh, there's a ban incoming for Uro uh, in a whole bunch of formats. So, you know, just be aware of that when you purchase these cards, which good on Wizards for, for yeah, doing that. Yeah, I actually that. like it. I think it's a yeah, good heads like, up uh, thing. You know? They they deserve a round of applause for that. It's uh you don't want you don't want to be sucking sucking people in and going yeah here buy this awesome uro and then three days later banning it because that's that's going to go down really bad. Interesting way to announce that there's going to be a banning though, wouldn't you say? It's weird, 
Uh, but but- it, was, it was a secret. <laughs> <laughs> Not for very long. <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Yeah. The, it's, it's the worst announcement of an announcement, I think. Just, just do it. Like, if you're going to go to the effort of saying that and then five days later do it on a Monday, why not just do it? Uh, Either I think, the previous Monday I think because or it was coinc- I think it's because it was coinciding with a rules change. Sure. So why can't they just do the whole thing at once? They don't actually have a schedule anymore. So, what no. does it matter? But it will. It, it is also a very big an, uh, band announcement, which we will get into. So, you kind of want to be able to put a full article into it and all that sort of stuff. And, obviously, the secret lair drop was partially centered around valentine stuff so they obviously needed to get that out before they were ready to do their their ban announcement and anyway who knows if it was actually like legitimate a marketing ploy on wizard's behalf where it's like oh everyone's gonna have to click on this secret layer drop link to find this little information that we've stashed and maybe that'll bump our sales or if it was just timing i think it was more the likely out. who knows it was more likely the marketing team not knowing what the organized play team or vice versa were doing you know the right hand left hand disconnect yeah yeah and then at the last minute somebody going oh hang on we better put a disclaimer on here but we're not actually ready to release our band announcement yet so let's just put a note and, and leave it at that so Either way, they, they told us something. So we knew a ban was incoming for Uro. Uh, we assumed it was going to be the following week. So we were all set for our modern tournament we are going to play on the weekend. Uh, you know, Chris was all set to play his Uros and his Omnaths and his, uh, you know, Tibolts, Valkies, cascading into Valkies and all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, turns out he missed his one and only opportunity to do that because now you can no longer do that. So... Cracker, you yes. are, as we said, you are here. You have the voice for the announcements. You're going to take us through this uh, banner-restricted announcement, and there is a lot to unpack here. So I am. So strap in, everybody. Let's go from the top. So historic, Omnath, Locus of Creation is banned, was previously suspended. Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath is banned. In Pioneer, Balustrade by Spy is banned. Teferi Time Reveler, Undercity Informer, Uro, and Wilderness Reclamation, all banned. In modern, Field of the Dead, Mystic Sanctuary, Simeon Spirit Guide, Rip, <laughs> Tybalt's Trickery, and Uro are banned. In Legacy, Arkham's Astrolabe, Dreadhorde Arcanist, and Oko Thief of Crowns is banned. And in Vintage, Lurus of the Dream Den is unbanned. Mm. Plus, there's a rules change. So, do you want to do the rules change first? Or? Yeah, I think, I think we do rules change and then we'll, we'll talk about modern because that's okay. what the rules change affects. And then we All can right. sort of go, go through the other. I like formats. it. Okay, so Cascade now works the way it should. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's basically the easiest <laughs> the way, way to describe it. most people probably assume that it was meant correct. to work. <laughs> so Cascade will only let you cast the half of the card that you should be able to cast by it costing less. So you can't Tibalt's Trickery or Cascade into um, Valky and then yep. decide you actually want to cast the Tibalt side. You can Cascade into Valky and cast Valky. Congratulations. Uh, your three mana spell doesn't cast seven mana's worth of stuff anymore. Yeah, uh, so this is like, really good. Pre- yeah, previously the cascade part checked when it was exiling the cards, it just checked for the mana cost. And then as soon as it found a card with that lesser converted mana cost, it went, okay, you can cast this card. And the cascade part was no longer part of it. It was just, you can cast this card for free. Correct. And then that's when you got to choose which side you wanted to cast. Correct. Now the way it's worded is it checks it when you go to actually cast the card it goes, yeah, it checks on a resolution as well. Yeah, yeah. So is is this spell that you're trying to cast lesser converted mana cost than the cascading card? And so, yeah, that obviously stops you from casting the seven mana Tibalt side, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, as we said, probably the way most people assumed that it worked. Yeah. 
And look, I mean, that's the intuitive you guys, way, right? You, yeah. you guys touched on it last time about the fuse cards and stuff, where you could like boom bust people and things like that out of the yep. graveyard, and and just you know, there's a bunch of things that were similar with split cards that had already been changed, and it just makes sense. Again, like magic is super complicated; it, it's been around for a long time. Cascade is quite old, and so it makes sense that it didn't work cleanly with modern card design, and now we're just cleaning up the rules again. I like yep. it. Let's just keep doing it wizards good job yeah yeah and, and it's good to see that they acted on it quickly yes so they did whether they didn't think this was going to be a problem or they just didn't test modern because they they've like flat out said that they don't really test modern when they're designing sets these days they may not have just picked up on this and then it's it's become obvious very quickly and they've acted on it straight away and there we go problem, problem yep. solved and stops it being an issue down the track yeah so it's good it makes sense Thank you, Wizards. Thank you, Wizards. Uh, sorry about um, sorry about Simeon Spirit Guide, though, Cracker. Yeah. <laughs> so, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with Historic or Pioneer uh, go, or well, Modern? Or? I guess go, go through Modern while we're sort of talking about that rule change with- Yeah, uh, all right. Because that, so, that sort of affects Modern the most. The I guess the the good news here is that Living End is now still back to being the best Cascade deck in the format. <laughs> Yeah, just, that, that just happened. The, yep. the balance has been restored. Although you you play Sigurd Spirit Guide in Living End, I do. Yes, did did past So, yeah. Spirit Guide is a weird old card. If you don't know what it is, I think you guys might have touched on it last week. Actually, where you yeah, can, very briefly. Yeah, you, it's a three mana two two, but you can exile it from your hand to add a red mana. Um, free mana is broken. I have always said that. Um, I will continue to say that it is good that it is gone. It is a broken card. Yeah, I, 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 I loved playing it. It was a lot of fun. Time. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's always been too good and has never quite... Living End is about the only deck. Living End and um, Ad, Nauseam. Ad Nauseam were like the only decks that played it and they both kind of suck. So, it did never yeah. really matter. They got but, played in some random like, you know, Blood Moon decks and things like yeah. that trying to like turn one Blood Moon. But, mm -hmm. yeah. That's Very some fringe. of the, uh, the aggressive uh, Eldrazi decks played it as well. Yeah, uh, when they in, during them. Eldrazi Winter, yeah, it, it got played then. Yeah, I, I actually think that it was, and this might sound weird, but I think it was drastically underplayed for how good it actually is. Yeah, like free mana. It, it's one of those cards where people look at like um like Manamorphose or yeah, the Probe, yep. right? And you just look at these cards and you're like, wait, why didn't we just put this in every deck? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just free mana. Yep. And Manamorphose, so like, and Probe, Mishra's yep. Bauble. Yeah, uh, discarding a card is actually a cost. Um, so whilst all those cards that you described there busted deserve to be banned, Simeon yeah. Spirit Guide was like two percent below that, just because yeah, it's kind cards of. But I mean, okay, then take like Mox Opal or Mox Diamond. It's repeatable, I guess. Is it's the key. Repeatable. It's repeatable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you're there's... still down effectively two cards. But anyway, it's, yeah, it's Chrome Mox. Yeah, Chrome Mox. Uh, yeah, best, yes, that's one. Best, best, sorry, yes. best use of Simeon Spirit Guide that I ever encountered was I uh, paid for a Metal Leak. Once by discarding uh, a Simeon Spirit card. That was nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right. So the other gotcha. cards in modern. Um, Uro, great. Get yep. lost. Banned almost can, everywhere now. Can, yeah. Everywhere can, can except we, Commander. Can right? we just delete Eldraine? Yeah. Like, it's getting that, that way. That, that, that card file was just kind of insane. Flush it down the Eldraine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you haven't missed that, have you, Cracker? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, T-Bolt's Trickery. Banned. Fine. Whatever. Yeah. I don't think anyone's going to be particularly upset. Easy nah, come, easy go for that one. This is sort of them just going, uh, we don't really want that Cascade into Tibold's Trickery into Emrakul deck. Like, that's just not really what we want. 
going on in modern, so we might as well just while we're banning a bunch of other stuff, let's just ban that too. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we've already got dumb things like Gorio's Vengeance and Allosaurus Rider, Shep, yeah. Allosaurus Rider, yeah, that's Rider. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the, yep. the If you want to do stupid things, you can do stupid yeah, things. Yeah, but when you're cascading into trickery, there's a lot more redundancy in that deck. Yeah, you're going to yeah, go off yeah, more often. So. Way more redundant. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, if you want to do, like, dumb, fragile glass cannon things, that's that's your home. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah Neoform away. Yeah. yeah, like there's yeah. nothing like in modern. I don't think there's anything wrong with having those full on no, glass no, cannon decks like like that because yeah, they are you know like Cheerios those those sorts of things. It's like yep, sometimes they just go off and they are. It's like whoa, what just happened? Yeah, you get turn two, and yeah. sometimes they do nothing. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and that, and that's good to have those sorts of decks because some people like me like to play those sorts of decks every now and then because they're, they're fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. Player. yeah. Uh, all right, so then working down the list again, Mystic Sanctuary is banned. So I like this ban. I think it's me good. too. Yes, me too. We we um we've talked about this before with Cryptic Command is the the key issue here where you can effectively loop your Cryptic Commands to be back on the top of your library every turn. So you can counter a spell and then like bounce Mystic Sanctuary bounce to your hand, Sanctuary. play the Mystic Sanctuary, put the you know put the um ca- the Cryptic Command back on top of your deck and draw it again and just do that. Indefinitely. Yep. Again, yeah, um, just removing an unfun, uninteractive. Yep. Um, it, it seemed like that. such an innocuous <laughs> card when it first came out, and then it was just the like the fact Wait, that it's an island you can and fetch you could, it. Yeah. If <laughs> yeah. if it wasn't an island, if it just said land, yes, it, it would be fine. I yes. think. But agreed. being fetchable in yeah, a fetch- fetchable format. in in modern is a is a big problem. Yeah. Agreed. Yep. And, and yeah, speaking of unfun things, Field O the Dead. <laughs> um, again, good. This is an axis that shouldn't be a win condition that's just hard to deal with. We're, we were literally just talking b- before we started recording about um, the fact that land destruction is so bad these days in modern magic. And that's fine. I have no problem with LD being bad. But then but when, when print lands cards are getting like better, this, yeah. well, when the lands all of a sudden become a primary win condition for your primeval titan deck. It's just like... Or, or, or not even. So, like, when we... You know, yeah. Yeah, Chewie and I caught up. We went to Chris's place on Thursday and played some modern, and I played a couple of games against you, Chewie, with a deck that contained Field of the Dead, Mystic Sanctuary, and Uro, as well as Omnath. And, yep. yeah, like, it was just like, yeah, okay, I've got a Teferi, I've got a, you know, I've got an Omnath, I've got whatever else I had going on, like, just... Uh, uh, Renan 6, and it's just like, yeah, I'm just playing this slow, grindy game, and eventually I'm just, oh, yep, I've got you cryptic locked, basically, and you're trying to cast Big Eldrazi, and I'm just, yeah, countering it and putting the putting the uh, counter spell back on top of my library, and then, yeah, eventually hitting Field of the Dead and, and just generating some zombies and slowly killing you with those, and I don't think either of us were having fun <laughs> in, in those games. No, not especially, no. Uh, no. And, and that's the thing, like, modern should be fun. Like modern, when modern is at its best, like everybody's having a good time and it's like, you know, oh, they got me with that Neoform on turn two, like good on them. Oh, and you look down the, the table, you know, four rounds later and they're one and three, you know. <laughs> yeah. and, You're their only win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but whatever, you, go, you know. Oh, you, man. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, like modern, modern should be, you know, a powerful format, but not a format that you don't want to play because there's some stupid deck in there, right? So Yeah, and that's yeah. that like that Field of the Dead and Mystic Sanctuary, they just lead to really long, slow, yeah, grindy real- games where yeah. your opponent is just gonna win by playing lands and that's it. And that's just kind of boring. Like 
You have decks like Valakut, where it's all about playing your lands, but it's a combo. Like, you're, you're Valakutting them all in one turn. Like, sacking a bunch of lands and, and going and getting all your mountains, and it's like, here, boom, take 21, or, or whatever it is. But that whole deck is centered around, you know, casting Explores and Sakura Tribe Elders and whatever else the deck yeah, plays to, no to get those lands. Yeah, there's no opportunity cost to play Field of Yeah, Yeah, and exactly. Shift. Yeah, whereas yeah. a deck, like that deck, was literally just planeswalker central like yeah, just and mid-range good stuff yeah and omnath and just grindy as anything and then if none of that works well then i'm just gonna eventually win with my field of the dead well or also knock you out of the game with cryptic command when you're just making two twos for zero costs your planeswalkers get a lot better because they're yeah. not pressured yep. as well yeah, so exactly. yep so they're just ticking up ticking up yep. yeah 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 and it's especially as as we said in modern where it's a fetch land format Every fetch land is two zombies, at least. If you've got multiple Field of the Deads going, then yep. that's multiple zombies every turn. And yeah, protects yep. your planeswalkers, puts on the pressure. Not fun for anybody. So and, and there's no wasteland. So like in Legacy, for example, you know, like the mana denial plan in like Delvedex is real. Like that's an yep. actual thing you can do where you can, you know, stifle things and wasteland people. And, you know, like you, you've got that pressure and, you know, like interactive magic and stuff. Whereas modern just lacks the tools to do that. Like trying to field of ruin a field of the dead or ghost core to them or something. And it's just too slow. It just doesn't yep. work. No, well, the field of the dead deck plays field of ruin. Yeah, so of course it, it does. Get Why extra, wouldn't it? Get, yeah, you, triggers, get two, right? you get two zombies out of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, yeah, we've seen a decline in land destruction and we've seen a rise in the power of lands. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, and this is the result. It, it's it's interesting because like, I think that there are some really powerful lands that are good. That All the creature lands, I think, are really interesting spaces. Like Ink Moth and, you know, like um, Celestial Colonnade and like even Raging Ravine back in the day, you know, was like a legitimate thing. But they became creatures. You had ways to interact with them. Yeah, like the new Snow Mutavolt thing in- Sure, exactly. It, it's a, it's yeah. a good card, absolutely. Yeah, you can but bounce them, you can burn you can, them, you can- You can kill it with well, a heart attack. Crawling barons and stuff like that, right? Where you can yeah. just like pump a bunch of, but there is a downside. There's a cost to you actually having to activate it to to make it the threat. Exactly. Whereas this is just a oh, play it, more it, it, It's not even like it's um like Caracas or something like that where it doesn't tap for mana, right? Mm, there's yep. like there's literally no downside. You can use it for your spells. Like it is a battlefield tapped. Got, mm. Yeah, but you're putting it <laughs> into point. play off Uro, so yeah, yeah it's not giving. Yeah. Yeah, not anymore, you're not. Not Ooh. anymore, you're not. No, or you're getting it off anyway. your prime time. But yeah, it's a. Um, it's a good. It's band. gone. I like it's it. It's gone, and I, I think modern is better off without yeah. these cards. So, so, so where do we see modern going now? Like I, I back see where it was twelve months ago, and everyone's yeah, happy. Yeah, or, or more. I see you know Tron coming back. I see potentially Jund. Those sorts of decks coming back, like. Yep. Yeah, Eldrazi so, Tron like being good again. Yep. Eldrazi Tron's always good. Uh, is it Blitz? I, I saw um, some people talking about that being a viable option. So, yeah, Burn. I, I, I really do think it kind of goes... Um, the All of the Death Shadow versions, I think, will become good again as well. Yep. Um, yeah, which is cool. So Yeah, it's good to be interesting to see where modern goes. Uh, I'd love to play some modern again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can play some in the near I was, future. I was so excited after the last cast. I was like, yes, modern. Oh, no, we don't get to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One what day, about, what one about, day I'll play Paper Magic again. What about Pioneer? What are your thoughts pa- here? Uh, yeah, so the I guess the two cards worth pointing out here are Balustrade Spy and Undercity Informer. Uh, if you don't know what they do, they make up the Oops All Spells deck. 
good. Get same, lost. same as the modern version, which we spoke about last yeah. week. Yep, exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I just think, just, I think the oops all spells in Pioneer was a fair bit stronger than the modern version just because Pioneer did, doesn't have the disruption and all that sort of stuff that modern has. So I think I think it was genuinely a problem in Pioneer. Not that Pioneer gets played very much at all these days, but apparently that's the case. Uh, and then the other things, Teferi, we all know how I feel about Teferi Time Raveler. That's uh, your favourite card. It is my invitational card. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, not at all. Yeah, look, whatever. I mean, it, it's too good. Uh, Uro, yeah, go. I was going to say, I think Teferi and Wilderness Rec- Reclamation kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, yeah, like I agree with that. Those two cards kind of keep each, each other in check. Or, yes. So if you if you take out Teferi, then Wilderness Rec becomes too strong. Uh, and if you take out Wilderness Rec, then Teferi stays being too strong. So I think they kind of go hand in hand. And I th- I'm pretty sure we saw that same thing happen in Historic. Where they, I think they we got rid of those. Did we see that in Standard as well? Eh, possibly. It was pretty close. I yeah. don't think they were the same. Oh, they might have been actually because they yeah. went kind of ham on everything. Yeah, look, I mean. Yeah, who can keep up with the bands, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just it's too hard, too many. Uh, look, again, free mana is dumb. Double, doubling your mana every turn is, is a just insane thing to be able to do. I mean, we went over this with Wilderness Wreck <laughs> standard and historic and just everywhere. So, yeah. you know, like, I, I again, it's... Uh, I don't think anyone's going to get too upset. No, probably not. And, yeah, the last one you said there, Uro. Surprise, Uro. surprise, not surprised. Yep. Good to see yep. you go. Yep. <laughs> so, hey, the bye. silver lining, as the eternal optimist on the cast, the silver lining here is... <laughs> Hang on. Is that You're the eternal you? optimist? Hang on a second. <laughs> I'm way more optimistic than you guys. I'm, I think, I'm I think always... that might be Blaster Boy. <laughs> Oh, I'm not as opt- well. He's not. He's never on the cast. He doesn't count. Um, so the good news is I can actually afford to buy an Uro for Cube and Commander now. <laughs> so, Maybe I don't. I don't see them dropping that much in price. Uh, can you not put it in Cube? <laughs> the Simic decks in Cube don't need help, man. They're still yeah. very good. Uh, nobody drafted Simic Glass, by the way. Anyway, that's not a Cube draft format. Uh, yep. But yeah. Uh, yeah, Pioneer, Mul- Mul- we've, got, we've, we've got no idea what's going on in Pioneer because we're yeah, not play playing it. it. There's no chance to play it. Not many people are playing it. It has just kind of become that forgotten format that we were super interested in. And yeah, yeah we just don't have a, a chance or a reason to be playing it anymore. I've still so. never played a single round of Pioneer. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you, you didn't play at the, uh, yeah. the Bushfire no, I, event. I wasn't keen on the, like, the format didn't interest me back then. Yeah, okay. So, yep. yeah. Uh, yep. Historic something we've played, though. Yeah. Yeah. So what were the two cards there? Uro and Omnath. Okay. So Omnath went was already suspended. It was suspended. So surprise, so they, surprise, yep, they just went, okay, yeah, let's just keep that off. Well, there have been a couple of things that they've brought back yeah. from the suspended list, which I, I like the fact that they're giving themselves that out. Yep. Um, I think but that that's a good option. I don't, I don't think they were going to give Uro that opportunity. I don't think they needed <laughs> to give Uro that opportunity. But, you know, it was that, look, we all know that what's happening here. So anyway. Um, and yeah, Omnath... Gone, cool. Uro, gone. I, I don't know what else needs to be said. About these well, the cards. big news, the big news is I can now recur my Black Lotus off Lurus of the Dream Den again. So in vintage, that's true. That's pretty. Good. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we should do a, a, at least a twenty minute deep dive on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we're we're absolute experts on the vintage format. Yeah. We know yeah. Everything. We're always up to date. We're playing it all the time. I know that's something exactly you can do coming. with with Lurus. That, that, yeah. that counts, turn, right? Turn one. Yeah. Well, Ooh, so so when like in- interestingly, like obviously we spoke about that banning when it happened because it was a very it was it was a rare thing. It basically had pretty much never happened other than a few 
like dexterity cards, cards and yeah, stuff the like anti-cards that. Yeah. and all that sort of stuff. So this was the first card that was actually banned for power level. Mm-hmm. And, but when it happened, that was before the rule changes to companions. So you could play your mocks, uh, yeah, play play your lotus on turn one, cast your lurus, bring back your lotus all that sort of stuff. Now you don't have that. So I think this is good. Like, uh, as we said, we know nothing at all about vintage, but I'm assuming it is much safer when you have to pay six mana for your Lurus than three. Yeah, agreed. So Or yeah. you have to draw it, right? Like, if you're just yeah, putting you, it in your deck as yeah. any other yep. card, then, like, whatever, you've got, you know, recalls and ancestrals and uh, yep. ancestral recalls and time walks and stuff already. So, like, yeah, but on straight mana- rate, it's a three mana, three, two with upside. It's a three mana, three, yeah. two with lifelink. That, that doesn't really cut it as a creature in Vintage on its own. So putting a bunch of them in your deck is not ideal. The companion space is better for it. So Yeah. Yeah. So then, like they did say in their article, they're experimenting with this unbanning. So they are aware that, you know, it may still be a problem, but they can at least unban it, see what happens on Magic Online. And then if they need to ban it again, they just ban it again. So, But I would assume, obviously without being a Vintage expert, that it's probably a lot uh, safer now and, and shouldn't be a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And then last format is Legacy. So what was what was in Legacy? Arkham's Astrolabe, mm-hmm. Dreadhorde Arcanist, and Oko Thief of Crowns. Old mate Oko. So Old mate Oko. Oko is banned in every format except Vintage now? Yes. Right. And obviously like Commander and, and that sort of stuff. But Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's the snow decks again, right? It was Snowco was kind of just dominated. I didn't come up with that deck name. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, I approve this message. The, the, yeah, the Snowco decks, as they were called, were just um, piles of good stuff and just too homogenous. And, and we have seen that happen in Legacy before, where everything was like a um, DRS deck, right? where they were Deathrite Shaman decks yep, and yep. Y- you were just playing the best cards from every colour with yeah. very little downside to your mana base and things. And it yep. got around things like Blood Moons and, and you know, like then you could Wastelands just play- and- Yeah, because you could play way more basics yep. to then be able to cast your Astrolabes, which then tapped for whatever colours you needed. So, like, it was just problematic. And we saw that in Modern and then, you know, it's clearly continued in Legacy. They thought it would be okay for a bit longer, but it's just too efficient. Yeah, yeah I, I wonder if it didn't draw a card when it came into play. It might have been, yeah. Just where did I they mean, go wrong? Because when you first look at that card, like it seems pretty innocuous, but mm. having played against it in in modern, um, it's like, oh, that card's actually pretty great. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, because you know, you play it on turn one, you've got your mana fixed, but then you've just got this one mana cantrip for the for the rest of the game waiting in your deck. Like it's a, uh, there's no cost. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's no it, downside it, it, to it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like so, the, the downside is meant to be that you have to play snow mana, but the issue is that it just fixes your mana. So there's you just, just no downside you just to play snow, snow basics because <laughs> yeah, there's no downside and to playing snow mana. And they're all dual lands and it's repl- Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, now we've got them, but yeah. yeah so, yeah, yeah. There, was just, there was just no downsides to it. And like Cracker said, it just meant you could play all the best cards in all the colours and never had a problem and didn't have those issues with Wasteland and, and Blood Moon and that sort of stuff. So... Yep. Yeah, I, I think from what I've been hearing on other podcasts, people have been wanting that ban for quite a long time. So yeah, they're glad have. to see that go. Oko, yep, I don't, I don't think anybody's sad to see that go. The Dreadhorde Arcanist one is the one. I don't know if any of you guys have heard anything about this this week, but that's the one that people are kind of like, uh, I'm not really sure on this one. Uh, yeah, the win rate tricky. of I mean, the deck was pretty high. 
Um, but we didn't have a lot of, you know, we had Magic Online data uh, yeah. effectively, but it just led yeah, repeatable, um, you know, when they talk about the, uh, you know, the re- the play patterns, that's what I'm looking for. Yep. Um, yep. It's just, you know, you've got, you know, you've got lightning bolts, you've got thought seizers and, and, you know, so many good one mana spells. Brainstorm. Hello. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, exactly. So, so in, in their banning announcement, they've also done a bit of the whole with Oko gone, we think it will be too good. So they, they already identified it as being like very strong initially. Yeah. So, so this with, is for the team of Delver deck. Correct. Yep. And so with, with Oko disappearing as kind of the counterplay by elking it, um, they think that Arcanist will just continue to run away with it. So they've decided to just take some slightly proactive measures. Um, again, look, we're, we're not legacy experts. We've played it from time to time. We really enjoy the format when we do, but we're certainly not entrenched in the metagame, so it's hard for us to say. No. From what I've been hearing, yeah, like the, the team of Delver deck's obviously very good, one of the most popular decks, obviously plays Oko as well uh, in, in that deck, and, and I'm pretty sure Astrolabe, but... Yep. Team Adele, like Delver in, in general, like he's just a staple of the legacy format and they're not going to ban Delver. It's it's just synonymous with legacy, as is well, a card like Brainstorm. Like they're, yeah, they're cards Delver's that get, not actually a problematic card. No, it's not. <laughs> and it's a cool card and it's a yeah, fun card. Yeah, it's an awesome yeah. card, yep. And so they're the, they're the other sort of main cards that, like, like Brainstorm gets floated every now and then as something that people might want banned because they think it's too powerful and that sort of stuff. But I just don't ever see them banning those cards in Legacy. They're just they are just Legacy. That is that is the cards you think of when you you think of Legacy. Them Whereas Dreadhorde Arcanist, right? yeah, yeah Dreadhorde Arcanist is pretty new car. It was from War, War of the Spark. It's probably worth stuff all. So it's an easy ban that will take that deck down a, a peg without destroying the deck or, or killing it. And yeah, just just taking a little bit off off the top, so to speak. So yeah, pr- probably a pretty good ban to. Yeah, it, it, it certainly won't ruin the archetype. And and the fact that um Oko is gone now, you'll probably see people going back to um like Grixis Delver and things instead. So yeah. we'll we'll let them change up that you don't you're not forced to play green anymore. Um which you, you kind of were playing either like Teamer or Four Colour, because, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> right? There was just no point in not doing it. Yeah. So I guess the big thing from this banning announcement is there's no standard band announcements. What's the go with that? <laughs> That's, that's what we're used to. <laughs> should, should yeah, well, they've be already like banned all of the Eldraine yeah, cards. More, more Eldraine cards to go. Yeah. I heard someone, I think it was might have been Krim on, uh, on the MTG Goldfish saying that uh, if they have to ban another card out of Eldraine, just rotate the whole set. Like, just <laughs> just don't. It's not worth banning more cards out of Eldraine. Just go, nah, that's it. This, the whole set is gone. Early rotation when the next set comes out, we're, we're done with it, which... Wizards have never done, but it's definitely an idea that I've floated before. Is is that early rotation just to take one set out of out of a format if it really is that problematic? And Eldraine is a set like that that you could you kind of could see them do potentially something. I doubt it's, that they will. It's really but. interesting that because it does deal with a, a a set of problem cards or you know some cards that people are kind of sick of. It's like I'm I'm you know we're talking about it with the early access um, stream a couple of casts ago. Where it's like, I want to play all of these cool foretell cards, uh, and there's this foretell removal spell. No, I'm just going to play Bone Crusher Giant. It's just yeah. better, right? And <laughs> just going to play thing- Brazen Borrower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we'll just like so many times in that cast, we were saying this card might be good when Eldraine uh, cycles out. 
Yeah. So- Yeah, I mean, it's just- it, On rate, everything was too good. Like, Lovestruck Beast, right? And you're just like, oh, I've got these creatures that- Oh, no, it can't beat a Lovestruck Beast. Never mind. Yeah. The so burn spells only deal four. Are cards <laughs> in standard- Are, are cards yeah. too, in standard too long now? Like, rotation- uh, It feels uh, like we've got cards forever. Two years now? Yeah, I think I think the problem with Eldraine, like, you look at- the cards we've had recently, like Kaldheim and then Zendikar Rising, where we've had the DFCs, it's an either or. Like it's not two cards. It's two cards on the one, but you can only play one side. Whereas the adventure cards, it is literally a two for one. You get two spells that you can cast both of from the one card, and that is what makes it. They're just all powerful. Like even the ones that are not very good, it's still powerful to play those when you get two two spells. Still card advantage. For the, yeah. yeah, for the cost of one card, and then you add on to that. Back when we had the Lucky Clover, so it's doubling all those effects. That that just compounds it all. And then we've got Innkeeper, Innkeeper yeah. which is an engine card to go with all your two for ones that you're already getting. So every time you cast one of those adventure creatures, it's a three for one effectively. So. It's, yeah, it, it, I think that is where they went wrong. The mechanic is awesome. I love it. And we've said it before, like when it first got previewed, the mechanic is really like thematic on point. Love but it. But it, yeah. it is just that little bit too powerful. And it it could be, I don't know, the costing of the the spell or the costing of the creature. You know, maybe if you go one up on either one of those, like if, if your Bone Crusher is three mana for the stomp side and four mana for your, your Bone Crusher giant, it's probably not playable. So, got a uh, a nice little challenge or a, a little sort of interesting side quest for people. If we go into lockdown again, hopefully not. Vaccines are coming, but or you know you're you're just at a loose end. You've run out of run out of podcasts. Go back a year to the Eld Eldrain preview season and go and have a listen to a bunch of podcasts and us us, us start with us of First, course start with us yeah yeah but listen to it like ten times each. Exactly. <laughs> just, just like put it on and just walk away. I don't care. Yeah. But yeah, but it's amazing. Like thinking back to how many times I heard people saying, I don't think this is very good. This is a limited, um, mechanic. I don't think this is going to be good enough for constructed. Neither side of the cards are particularly good on their own. Uh, and are you getting the most value out of both sides? It's really interesting. I heard that a lot. And I'm pretty sure that was said on our cast as well. Uh, and here we are going, okay, Lucky Clover's gotten banned. Why is a green one meta one one drawing seven cards in a game? <laughs> you know, so it's a, it's, it's interesting that, you know, when you look at those individual cards in a vacuum, you bone crush giant. Good card. I like it. You know, great. It's a rare. It should I be a rare. I have so many of them. Yeah. And it's, I, I love that card, but in context of the wider format, um, it's, uh, it's a little bit too good. Honestly, mm. that's, yeah. Okay, but but hear me out. Can we just keep Brazen Borrower? <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, what, with Brazen Borrower, no, uh, no, no. It, um, I remember at the time when it was um, previewed, we were just like, why is this card mythic? Yeah. Like, it was it, just it like- It is an odd mythic. It's an unsummon and a 3-1, and yeah. like, neither of those effects is like that great. And then turns out when you put them together- yeah, I mean, is it still mythic? I, I'm still not like 100% convinced on that, but the card is. Yeah, their, their rarities are a bit weird sometimes. Yeah. I, I think the big thing with Bone Crusher and Brazen Borrow specifically is the curve. Like yes. both of those spells curve perfectly. So you can yes. you know, do play a one drop or do something on turn one. You've got your turn two play and your turn three play are both in the same card. And that is where it is super powerful. So 
whether like you look at some of the other adventure cards and it might be the adventure side is more expensive than the creature side and so you've got that interesting decision where it's like like granted and fair wishes right yeah yeah yeah. so i'm like yeah do i commit the creature to the battlefield because i need a creature early or do i hold it and cast its adventure side and then get the, the value later but then later on the creature might not be as useful so yeah, you like cards like Rimrock Knight. You know, it's a one mana for the spell side and then two mana for the creature. So you can just curve it. I mean, you've got nothing to cast it on on turn one, but on the spell side. But yeah, they they sort of work into each other. Or you can go. Yeah, I played a know. lot of Rimrock Knight in uh, in the Knight's deck. Yeah, and I reckon I was sixty percent casting it as the spell first, and but probably forty percent of the time just played it as a two mana three one. Yeah, well, the, the good thing with that the power card, on like, the board. Yeah, you can go one drop, two drop, and then on turn three, you can go pump my dude and cast my dude. Hmm. Like, it's the two spells in the one turn, but only using up one card, which in a in a fast, aggressive deck is perfect. You're not committing too much to the board and, and losing to board wipes and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I, th- I think I, I'm assuming one day, eventually, they will go back to Eldraine. And I would like to see the adventure mechanic again, but yeah, I think they probably just need to tweak their their numbers just a little bit and, and potentially flip the the costings the, the other way around. Yeah, I mean it, it's kind of close to the vehicles that were first released, right? The yep. the initial yep. ones were all just well, not all of them, but like you know, smugglers, smugglers copter, copter. And, you know, there was a couple of were just clearly too good on rate. So yep. look, oh, yeah. Anyway, this is not a why we hate Eldraine cast. <laughs> <laughs> It's just why these when cards we talk about are all bands. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> when we talk about bandings instead, if we talk about Eldraine, yeah, that's yeah. just synony- yeah, you know, synonymous. Uh, exactly. Um, I mean, well, Eldraine bandings in every format. I thank yes. you for coming. Yeah, okay. exactly, exactly. <laughs> let's talk about limited for a little minute. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Nah. Yep. So yeah, we haven't actually talked about it on the cast. It got announced uh, a little while ago, actually. Uh, what two weeks ago now? I think maybe a week and a half ago, something like that. But yeah, we sort of haven't really touched on it, but. There is another arena open that's actually this weekend. So when you listen to this podcast, it is going to be happening this weekend. So it'll be, I think it starts like Saturday night for us. It goes into Sunday and then uh, it'll the day two will run through Sunday night into Monday. And we've spoken about these before. They are the events on arena that you enter with gold or gems and you play day one and try and get your seven wins. And if you get those seven wins before you get three losses, then you qualify for day two. And then day two is when you have the potential to earn actual cash. Uh, If you get six wins on day two, you get a thousand bucks cash, uh, and seven wins gets you 2,000 bucks, which is US as well. So that's like 50 grand Australian these days. Who, Who knows? It's a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, this is the first one that they're doing that is actually sealed or, or limited. And, uh, yeah, they've talked – I think they talked a while ago about wanting to do a limited one, but I, I don't think they've figured out how to quite do it properly with draft yet to, you know, seed people into pools and make sure there's enough people to play games and that sort of stuff. But, yeah, this one is sealed. So, Chewy, you're our uh, limited aficionado, apparently, according to our uh, our Twitter posts. I, uh, th- I'm pretty sure that the – the Twitter post said the closest thing we have to a limited <laughs> okay, expert. Right. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, I probably play the most limited out of any of the beans, I, yes. I'd say. Um, so I have played a few Kaldheim Seals, and the format is very fun. 
uh, uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on uh, and some cool archetypes. Format's pretty aggressive, which is uh, I like as well. You don't end up with just big stalls, so I rate it. And I will be playing at least one of these. Um, I'm going to uh, take my fishing rod and my kayak and my tarp and disappear up into the bush on Saturday night, so I'm not going to be playing. <laughs> you can play it on your phone. Yeah, Maybe, yeah. If you got reception, uh, <laughs> uh, probably not enough to play arena, but I'll give yep. it. A, I'll give it a red up crack. <laughs> and yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'll play at least one on Sunday night. I'd say. Um, looking forward to it, really. So you know, going seven wins is not always easy. Uh, it's a. You, know, it feels you can like play a, best of three and get four wins. Yeah, yeah. so it's, again, you've got loss. the option: best best of yeah, three yeah. or best of one. Yeah, yeah. So and it fake, is definitely fake magic weighted. Or real magic, apparently, it is. But this is very rated. Uh, sorry, weighted to best of one. Like you've got three losses to give versus one loss to give. Is uh, you know even though there's sideboard games, like honestly, like mana screw does happen. Uh, so yeah, I, I've I've never done a best of three for these things. I'm just yeah. I mean, for starters, it's the time commitment. Like I I can play my best of one matches just randomly throughout the day, whereas Agreed. if I'm sitting yeah. down to play a best of three, it's like, okay, I'm going to play this round. I need to allow like an hour. an hour just in case and there's kids screaming and my missus at work and it's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. Whereas a best of one, it's like, all right, I can, I can sit down for 15, 20 minutes and get this done and just put up with the kids screaming for 20 minutes and... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You put your headphones quality, on. Quality right. parenting. Yep. Put a, put a Magic Beans podcast on from a year ago. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it is just looking at the they've got like a little table on the on the website, and you know, just reading that, we're certainly encouraged to play best of one. Read into that what you will, but uh, I'll be playing best of one, unfortunately, just because it is I'm more likely to succeed at seven wins um, than four wins in a, in best of three, which is actually eight wins, right? So um, it's a it's it's harder. So you gotta get eight wins with one loss um, to give versus um, seven wins with three losses. So not quite exactly how it works out, but that's Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that math checks out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well I mean it could be just one game. That's what I'm saying. Like magic yeah, yeah. is a game yeah, of variance. Right. So play, it's just play round one and you lose it's like oh yeah, because cool, you done. just got color screwed in in game three or whatever, and yeah. or, you know multiple whatever you know. So, um, Magic's not forgiving enough for that structure in best of three wizards. If you could just adjust that, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I would prefer to see five wins, two losses. I think yeah. that would be much better for yep. for best of three. Yep, I agree. But I think that would be much better. I guess they're they're obviously fiddling with their numbers and and going well. These are the if, same if numbers with, as the last constructed one, so yeah, they haven't yeah, adjusted right. it from that. Yep. So. And they obviously go, yep, this this equates to the most entries, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which earns exactly. the most money. We've, we've got a whole lot of gold out there in the economy that we need to drain. We need people yep. to, uh, to, to sign up and, and play as many of these events as we can. Um, Speaking of draining gold... 22,500. What? Mm. Previously, it was 20,000? 20, yep. Yeah. So and it's, it's gone up by 4,500 gems. So yeah. I have exactly enough gold to enter this twice. I've been saving up. Yeah, I think I'm about the same. But yeah, I mean, like one thing to note, so it is sealed, so you get six packs, which the constructed ones, you were paying 20,000 gold or 4,000 gems and you weren't getting anything other than a promo. This one, you're paying an extra 2,500 gold. You're getting six packs, which are... 
full-size packs, not the Arena 8-card packs, so they're 15-card packs, and you get a Vorinclex card style, which is... Uh, the Phyrexian one. Oh, it is too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty so sweet. I'm, I'm tempted to pay 22,000 gold just, just to get just a Vorinclex. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty cool. I didn't realise it was actually the Phyrexian one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have 56,000 gold, so uh, I have yeah just enough to, to do two of them. I'm pretty sure I won't have the time to do two of them, but... I'll, you play one though, keen, you reckon? Keen to, oh, I'm keen to do one. I mean, I I missed out on the last one. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll definitely do the last one. And then just the weekend got away from me and it, it yeah, never happened. Yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is same same sort of structure. So you can enter it as many times as you like to, as, as long as you've got the gold or the gems. We're going to say the same recommend, recommendation we do every time. Don't go dropping 200 bucks on this and just trying to get there. Like, it's just not worth it. You're... Your EV from that is just not good enough uh, to get your return on the money that you've had. And obviously, there will be people that will get the 2000 bucks cash, but if you've got to spend 200 bucks and have 10 goes at this, it's pretty unlikely that you're going to actually make it uh, to the cash on day two. So just be smart. Don't waste your money. Have a couple of goes. Have a bit of fun. And just yeah, remember this game's fun. Yeah, honestly, enjoy playing a fun sealed format. You know, you've got your yeah. deck building um challenges you've got your uh gameplay challenges as well so i uh i would just look at it like that just go in and and if you happen to go in with it in with the the outlook of i'm going to have some fun and if you happen to win something along the way then that's great and you know we should be doing that with every game of magic we play no matter what format we're playing the good thing with this is being sealed you're building your card pool or building your deck at your own pace so there is nothing in the rules anywhere about getting help to build your seal pool. So if you're out there listening and you enter this, post your seal pool up on in our Discord and get people's feedback. Like have a go at building a couple of different decks and post them up there and just see what people think. Get that feedback and you know try and get yourself a better chance of doing well. The other thing you can do is you can change up your deck same as you would at a pre-release. Uh, you can change your deck between rounds. Uh, at a you know Grand Prix level, when you play Sealed, you submit a deck list and you have to play that starting deck list for every round, but you can change it uh, you know, by sideboarding or whatever. In this, and same as you do at a pre-release, you can completely change your deck every single round. So make the most of the resources that you've got available to you, especially you know if you play your first, first round and you go, whoa, my deck just did absolutely nothing, get some help, get your deck sorted, and then... Uh, yeah, hopefully you do better. Uh, there are plenty of very, very good limited players in our Discord. So again, another reason if you're not in our Discord already, get in there and get some of that advice. Uh, if you do make it to day two, you do get a new sealed pool. So yeah, if you do open the nuts on day one, you're not going to have that for day two, which is something to keep in mind. And just public service announcement, there is the two-hour check-in window for the day two. So there is a from 6 a.m. PT to 8 a.m. PT, where you have to log on and check into the event. You don't have to play your matches then. You've still got ages, basically the whole rest of the day to play your matches. But that window is like 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. or something like that on Sunday night for us. So it's it means you have to get up at, at you know the middle of the night, do your check-in or whatever. If you miss that check-in, too bad. You you missed out. There's Wizards will not let you in after that time. So make sure you've checked in on that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, Good luck and, and have fun. So you reckon it's a fast sealed format, Chewy? Uh, I, don't I mean, think, don't think you've done any sealeds. No. It's ag- aggressive as far as sealed formats go. 
Okay. Uh, it's not, you know, play eight, two drops type stuff. It's not that bad, but you want to be proactive. You want to have an aggressive slant. If you're choosing between a two mana, two, two and a four mana, two, four, take the two, two, you know, get in, get in those extra, uh, you know, four points of damage before they play the two, four. Yeah. The, uh, the format's pretty good. So like that. So it's a, you can play mid range, you can play control, you can play synergistic decks, uh, all of the mechanics in Kaldheim are represented as archetypes. Um, the green-black aggressive decks are the ones that I've had the most success with. So there you go, hot tip. Yeah, okay, my uh, uh, my tips for sealed is just open a really good pool and then just win. That's, that does help. And yep. look, that like you just gave gave us a public service announcement. Let's have another one as well. Uh, as uh, the member of the cast that is you know voted most likely to tilt. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will. Oh, that's in my yearbook. Yeah, um, the 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 sealed format. Sometimes, sometimes you drive across the the city to play in a random uh, GP qualifier event. You win the event and get two buys, and then you fly all the way <laughs> interstate to Sydney to play in a uh, in, in a Grand Prix with your two buys, and you open what could only be described as compost um, <laughs> as, of a seal pool. I don't know if you realise that I'm talking about you here, Shorty. Oh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is yeah, a, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm about to curl up in a ball in the corner. Yeah. And it it does flashbacks. happen. It does happen. You have the best preparation and sometimes you just open garbage and that unfortunately is something that uh, happens in sealed. Yeah. Uh, so be prepared for that. Yeah, no, that's a you- real big turnoff to me for this as an actual format. Like, uh, cool. Like, I'm glad they're doing it, but it doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, that's a lot of gold or gems, depending. You know, like as the you know token free to play player. Um, you know, that's that's a fair bit of investment, and to just it, it like if I entered, it would literally be because I wanted to pay twenty two thousand gold for a Vorinclex because <laughs> like you've got. So much more variance in the pool that you open, plus then the variance of the games yeah, themselves. Yeah, like I, I at think- least with standard, I could go. I'm going to play cycling, and I know I've got these matchups that I'm good against, and these ones I'm not good against. Or like I'm going to play Jeskai Fires or whatever. Like you know the deck that you've got. Oh, yeah, you I'm going to get in my soapbox for a second. I'm going to get in my soapbox for a second here, Cracker. So strap in, strap in. I, I, I've played I don't know a hundred plus sealed events in my life. Yeah. Right? The Example that I gave that happened to Shorty has happened to me twice, right? So 98% of the time plus my seal pool is not that bad. Um, and that sort of going, oh, this worst case scenario is a turnoff is like somebody saying, why would I want to play Legacy when everyone's just going to storm combo me out on turn one? That's awful. Why would I want that? But how often does that actually happen with the storm deck that you're being paired against it and stuff. Yes, it is a thing that can happen in Magic, but 98% of the time, based on my experience, uh, it doesn't happen. You have better pools than others, absolutely. Some days you, your pool is completely broken, and 98% of the time it's not. You know, we're, we're talking about complete outliers at either end of the spectrum here, and the rest of the time you're, you know, you've got a deck somewhere in the middle. I've I've four owed sealed events with a deck that I've been completely unexcited about, but I just built a deck that had a good curve, right? So sometimes you've got to draw on your experience and just build a good deck with 
well, the best deck you can out of it. And that's part of the challenge with it. Yeah. So, sure. And I'm not saying that, like, I'm just saying for me, um, this doesn't grab me, but I'm glad that they're doing it. And I'm glad that it is an option for people who are, and there are lots of people who are really excited about it. Yes. So, like, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, you know, like poo-poo the event at all. I really legitimately think it's great, but it just, it doesn't grab me at this stage. Well, if you don't sign up, I will send you a direct challenge and I will cast my sweet Phyrexian Vorinclex against you and you'll be <laughs> jelly. <laughs> That's that's fine. You can do that. Because <laughs> remember, it's only the card style. You don't get given the actual you gotta, you gotta actually own the Vorinclex. Oh, don't worry. I'm vor- opening Vorinclex yeah. in my seal pool, my friend. Don't worry about yeah. that. Right. That is right. that's the thing that's going to happen. Going to hit apply I mean, style straight away. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be flexing on dudes all day. Hopefully for two days. Send it. Yeah, I might yeah. have to call in sick on the Monday so I can earn my thousands of dollars. It's not yeah. going to happen, but yeah. Nice. You know, if 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 Cracker's taking the pessimistic approach, I'm going to be the eternal optimist, as yep, I said. Okay. No, no, I'm just saying yeah. why it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah, no, no, and that's fine. And that, uh, yep, that, yep. that is, I'm not saying that you're wrong in any way. Yeah. I'm just saying no, that- you are wrong, Cracker. He nah. said you are wrong. That's that's how I'm going to edit this podcast. Okay. He said, yep. Cracker, you are wrong. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, it, look, ha- it happens regularly, so <laughs> can we just fine. can we just put that into the intro of every episode? Oh yeah, wow! All right. <laughs> uh, all right, we're getting off getting off track here, so uh, let's finish off. So the last thing we want to talk about is our Kaldheim League. So uh, ten minutes from when we're currently recording this, so by the time everyone listens to it, it will be closed. Is the cutoff for our Kaldheim League? So we're over forty players in our league, which is good. A uh, little bit down on, on some of last year's numbers, which is a little bit disappointing, but we've had a few new people, which is, which is always in. good to see. I'm doing a live check-in here. Yeah. We've got 44. Oh, nice. Okay. So we've got an extra one since uh, before we started recording, so that's cool. But yeah, that kicks off on Friday night with our live draw stream. So uh, yeah, we'll have a whole bunch of beans on the stream. We're doing a few extra things that we haven't done in the past with this stream just to keep it interesting and fun. But yeah, that's when we will be sorting people into their various groups and uh, yeah, working out which group is the group of death, which group is, uh, you know, got the strongest competitors, all that sort of stuff and what we see happening throughout the league. And uh, yeah, it will kick off at 9pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, so Melbourne time on Friday evening. And once the stream ends, uh, we'll be putting you into your groups and then the league will start straight away. So there'll be four weeks of the group stage where everyone's playing round robin just amongst their group. And then we'll be cutting to the top, which will uh, announce how many players that will be on the stream on Friday. Uh, yeah, and everyone's fighting for their chance to get uh, their hands on 500 bucks in cash and prizes and, of course, invitational points and the winner of the league getting that direct invite straight to the invitational. So the big difference with these leagues uh, from last year is all of us beans are not eligible for anything, no prizes, no invitational points, but what we are eligible for is beans bragging rights and we will be keeping a tally of uh, of invitational points earned in uh, in inverted commas. We'll be keeping commas. tally of uh, total match wins. Absolutely, we will be. Because <laughs> Chewie's already got one on me. Uh, and we will be finding out who the best bean is. Uh, sure, you'll put the, 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 VOD, uh, the link to the VOD in the show notes. No, I won't. I'll well. yeah. no, look it up. 
<laughs> so yeah, that kicks off on Friday. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you've just tuned into our podcast, you've never heard us before, these are events that we run. There'll be four of these leagues this year, and they will all coincide with the set releases. So yeah, this is our Caldheim League kicking off. Uh, they're awesome fun, and they're really good for people to play in because you can play through the group stage at your own pace, uh, which works really well for people all around the world. And uh, yeah, they feed into our big invitational event at the end of the year. So there's the leagues, there are the one-day events that we run in between our leagues, and yeah, lots of good stuff. And that is all happening through our Discord or uh, registering on our Challenge page. So links for all that stuff is in our show notes. But I think that's it. I'm pretty excited about this league. You guys pretty pumped? Yeah, I am. I I am. Yeah, for sure. The leagues are always an absolute blast, so... Really looking forward we'll be doing to lots getting of, into it. Lots of streaming of our matches and uh, getting some guest commentators on and different things like that. Yeah, streaming, that's uh, that's something week. that I'm excited about. We'll, we'll uh, be teeing up people in in various groups for matches on a particular night, and you know we're doing some commentary on them and yep. putting out the call for for guest commentators as well. So I think that'll be really fun. We saw that with the historic event where uh, where Reese jumped in and uh, did a great job, had fun. So. Yeah, opportunity for other people to get their faces on our stream. Yep. If you are a budding commentator or someone who wants to get into that sort of thing and you think you might be good at it, then, yeah, get in contact with us and we might put the you through bar a, is you know, low. a, a bar rigorous is low. trial. And, yeah, the, you know, the only requirement is that you're worse and... than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. you got to make, us, make look us look bad. Yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty low bar then. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to uh, get in under that. Exactly, because yeah. we're inclusive here. Yes, yes. All right, so that's going to do us for this week. Yeah, make sure you tune into that stream Friday night. It's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, yeah, should be some awesome things happening on there. Uh, if you want to be a part of these leagues and things, then yeah, get in on our Discord. The links for that is in our show notes, as it always is. Uh, there's also a link in our show notes for our merch store. You can pick up some uh, Magic Beans hoodies and T-shirts and mugs and things to show us some support. And one day, when we eventually get to meet a whole bunch of you at a Grand Prix or something, we would love to see a whole bunch of people in Magic Beans gear. So get on that. Uh, shout out again to our awesome sponsors, Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Check out their daily auctions on Facebook. Just search for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar and you'll find them on there. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places, just search for Magic Beans or Magic Beans Cast and we'll pop up on there. I'm on Twitter at Peace Inc. Chewy, you are? At Chewy MTG. And Cracker? At Joel Hill underscore. Very good. So that's going to do us. Thank you, as always, for listening. Stay safe out there, and we will see you all next time. Bye.